0: During the past two decades, I've helped more than a thousand entrepreneurs start and grow their businesses. So get that pen and paper ready or open up the notes app on your phone. It's time to build your ideal financial coaching business.
1: So today we are talking about ongoing coaching. Which is a series that we're doing right now, and we are in week two or part two of a three-part series. And the first part was should I offer ongoing coaching? Today, we're going to talk about how do I structure ongoing coaching, and how do I transition clients into it? And the third part will be how do I continue to show value? So we'll try to make sure there's you know if we have any questions about showing value, we'll try and answer them really Add quickly and yeah, get them in more it'll detail it'll be next better. time. Yep.
0: All right, so where do you want to start?
1: Let's just start with the basic question. How do I structure an ongoing program? Is it something that should be monthly, quarterly, yearly? Should it change over time? What should it look
0: like? The answer to that is probably it should change over time. Uh, It's not a definite, but probably it should. Uh, Mainly because people have differing needs for coaching over time. If you think about you know, if you have a child that's in competitive sports in the very beginning, they probably need very in-depth coaching. And that coaching doesn't necessarily ever end, but it definitely does change the dynamic and the schedule over time. That makes sense. Um, and, And we can see that a lot with, you know, financial coaching. There's going to come a point where people are no longer messing up with their debit and credit cards. Right. And so that's going to change. Hopefully. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And so that's going to change the dynamic and change the, the value equation, which should change how often you offer it. Uh, one thing that's really important is you probably should not be doing weekly meetings with clients on an ongoing basis. Right. Um, Very few professionals do that with clients, Uh, and the ones that do are generally therapists that are dealing with very, very in-depth, very, very maybe trauma-involved work and that type of stuff, right? Um, Now, this doesn't mean that in the beginning you might not do weekly or biweekly or something along those lines when first setting off, starting off, but on an ongoing basis, that's a little bit much.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Be hard to even get them on your calendar. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so, um, I'm curious from you. Yeah. Uh, I know you do some ongoing stuff. Uh, what is your uh, schedule like? And I'll kind of give my schedule with the ongoing, just to give a couple of different options.
1: Well, it's brand new for me because I'm um, about about a year into my brand new program, which where I have this ongoing option. And so I just, just transitioning clients into it right now, essentially. So, so what I'm recommending right now is that they transition from my six month program into quarterly coaching sessions. And the way I plan on talking about, well, we're going to talk about this next, maybe I shouldn't, but I have specific (laughs) plan things I plan on talking about at each quarter, essentially. Um, As far as like when to transition to yearly, I think it's probably a conversation with the clients as far as like, do I feel like they're ready? to do those quarterly reviews on their own. And -hmm. I think when they are ready is probably when I'll say, Hey, I think you guys are ready to move to yearly. Let's just do a yearly review.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give three different versions of this answer based on three different services that I think are relevant to the conversation. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Um, So the first one is my, is my financial coaching service. And that service is three, no, sorry. It's four months of monthly meetings. Um, I'm looking at possibly shaving it down to three. I haven't figured out if I'm going to do that or not, but it's uh, four months of monthly meetings. And then it either switches to quarterly accountability meetings, I'm sorry, monthly accountability meetings, or Quarterly coaching meetings. Mm, okay. Let's talk about what the difference between those two are. Yeah. yeah. Right. So the the accountability meetings are literally where we sit down and we look at, hey, I'm noticing in your spending, right? Um, that this is happening. Let's talk about why. Right. I never intend those to go very long. In fact, if they go more than six months, that's a potential red flag. Right. Right. The quarterly coaching meetings are hour long meetings and they are designed to go into more depth on beyond just spending. Now, we're not talking about financial planning. We're talking about, you know, going into more depth on, hey, you've made some new, you know, some big you had an increase in income. What goals do we want to start adding to your budget? What types of things do you want to start thinking about? Right. Um, so they're more in-depth things about specific goals or specific things they want to accomplish, right? Maybe going over their credit report as an example.
1: Okay. Right. So it's set by client needs more so than
0: a specific topic per quarter. No, I do have topics per okay. quarter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the difference, the difference between the accountability and the coaching is the accountability is just monthly check-ins to it's literally for accountability. Right. I've right. noticed you get things in your spending. Yeah. Did you do this? Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or are you keeping up with it? Yeah. So how long are those
0: meetings? typically? Those are
1: only 20 minutes. Okay.
0: Yeah. And I say they're 15 minutes, but right. off 20 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
1: your calendar allows for more
0: time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, but the coaching meetings are really where we're going to be looking at going into a little more depth in, in progress, right. In the process.
1: It's interesting. I hadn't thought of doing those accountability meetings, but I, I, like, I like that idea because I have some clients who aren't quite ready to transition, um, but I feel like the hour-long ones are too much. So,
0: Yeah. And you really, time. you have to have a lot of depth of conversation and know what you're going to be talking about in those hour-long ones, or they yeah. just end up being what you don't want, which is let's get together and talk for X number of time, right? Yeah. Uh, this is not a friend relationship where you're saying, Hey, how you, how's it been going for the last (laughs) month? Yeah. Um, nor is it a, you know, allow the client to guide the process with what would you like to talk about? Right. (laughs) Right. Um, I always have, what will you like to talk about as the first question that I have? but I have seven or eight agenda items, right? That are are there ready to go that I want to make sure at least a couple of them are hit.
1: And is that for the coaching session versus the accountability? That's the coaching
0: session, yeah. Accountability is all about, and it's why it's not expected to be a long-term thing, right? It's all about helping them transition from, they've got these good intentions to building good habits, right? right? And that, if that's taking more than a few months, if that's taking more than six months, that's a huge red flag, right? It starts to get to be a yellow flag after a few months. It's a red flag after six.
1: Yeah. Right. So that's like a whole another conversation. It is. Yeah. i got a whole <laughs> n- bunch of questions <laughs> yeah. that just popped into my head. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Write them down. We'll do a whole episode on that.
1: Yeah. I think we're going to have to.
0: <laughs> the the next uh the other thing that i wanted to you know talk about the second thing that i wanted to talk about with, with regard to this is and we'll get into this more with regards to how the coaching fits right but i my definition of ongoing coaching has an end date to it yeah right so for me ongoing coaching goes from um about a year or two and if that if we haven't transitioned into something else, right? Specifically financial planning. Um, And then there's a conversation of, is this really valuable to you? Is this really helping you? Right. Right. Um, And then the other thing that to talk about is completely, completely different out of left field. But I do think it gives a good mechanism to think through it, right? Which is my business coaching. So I I also coach entrepreneurs on their business, right? And and more consulting than coaching, but I call, you know, I'll actually call it both. And I have a quarterly option and a monthly option for that. I have zero clients on the quarterly option. Interesting. Is that their choice or is that what you've recommended? Lots, Lots sign up for the quarterly option and they switch to monthly. At the end of the first meeting,
1: okay. <laughs> they want more. Is that what it is? And it's because or they want it to happen faster.
0: Wh- the so I'm I'm not working with people who are starting their businesses. I'm working with people who have a business, right, that's already established, right. And most of them tend to be higher, uh, have higher income from the business, right. Um, and so what it, when. With regard to that, there is so much change going on in the business from month to month that that the quarterly just doesn't make sense, right? It's, right? it's too long of a gap to be able to get the next round of conversation, right? A round of consulting. And that's something to think about as you think about your specific niche and your specific um, service that you're offering. How much change is happening in this mm-hmm. person's life. The more change that is happening, the more it suggests monthly meetings might be more appropriate. And the less change that's happening, the more it suggests that quarterly meetings might be more appropriate.
1: That makes sense. And, and it's it's all niche specific, right? So I mean, if yeah. I'm working with military military families who maybe they're two years out from retirement, so we don't need to meet monthly, necessarily. Yeah. If if that's the se- separate um, product, essentially that I offer, yeah, we wouldn't yeah. necessarily need to be meeting that often because it's it's kind of a slow process. Getting out, yeah. of, in case anybody doesn't know, getting out of the military is a very long process.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> getting yeah. in is is long as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's Government. And- so yeah. Yeah, every, yeah. So that pace of change is really important. And I think that that's a really, what you mentioned is really important because it's not that a lot of change isn't happening, right? Moving from the military to civilian life. I, I don't think people who are not in the military can have an appreciation of how big yeah. a change that is. They could, they could read some statistics about it, but it's still, yes.
1: until you've lived it, you have no yeah. idea.
0: So this is a massive, massive change. But the pace of it is what we're looking at, not the level of change. Yeah.
1: Like the last, those last few months are definitely insane. It's the, it's the hurry up and wait, right? That's very typical military hurry up and wait. So I would definitely consider doing coaching closer together when you get towards the end. And then during the actual transition itself and those first few months are, are a little tough too, um, yeah. Toughest, put it mildly, um, <laughs> but yeah. So definitely tailor it to your niche because I'm sure there's people, you know, CPAs out there, people that work with very specific clients that have specific needs. And Emily, Emily's on here. She says she got our our new topic already, so don't, we don't have to worry about documenting yeah. it. Now, yeah, but um, she's she works with um, couple engaged couples and married couples, newly married couples. So same thing with her, right? She would need to look at that timing of what's going on in their lives.
0: Right. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So that's, that's with regards to cadence, that's how you want to think about it. Okay. What does that change look like and where does it fall? Right. And the other thing that I talked about, which is, what are you trying to accomplish? Right. Right. If it's accountability, that's going to be more often. If it's really going into deeper dives on advising on the next steps on planning for a vacation and figuring out, right. The more, the deeper you go, the longer it needs to be and more likely the less often it needs to be.
1: Okay, so how do you transition clients into it? And where where should it fit in your funnel? Like when should you talk about it with your clients?
0: So this is the other thing where the financial planning interplay comes in, right? Um, and so the the where you should, there is no should fit <laughs> in your funnel, right? I, I know, I shouldn't use that word, should. Yeah. I just did it again. So yeah it it really depends on what you how you want to build your business over the long term right for some people they may really really enjoy having um having lots of new clients the new the challenge of rebuilding the budget and everything else and so they may want to focus much more on those new clients in those first stages of of coaching and be a little more selective about the people that they take on on an ongoing basis and it may be positioned more as a i do have this service as well in case that's going to be a deal breaker about doing the earlier thing right right another person may value more the um the ongoing relationship and and dealing more with in deeper conversations once the budget, right. They kind of get annoyed by having to do the budget. Right. (laughs) Um, But they really like the, the accountability or their things, in which case the primary thing is going to be the ongoing and everything else is leading up to it. Right. Right. For my business, uh, financial coaching is there to help people who aren't quite ready for financial planning. Right. Right. And that a lot of people think, oh, that's code for, they don't have enough money yet, or other things along those lines. It actually has very little to do with that. It has to do with during the first conversation, what are they freaking out about? Right. How quickly can I solve that problem? And if it's going to take a year to solve that problem, we're going to start with financial coaching to solve that problem. It's a lower price point because we're not going to get into all the details of the long-term planning because it's a big enough issue in their mind that that anxiety is going to stop them from actually implementing any of the long-term stuff. Mm, Right. And so as we think about this, that's a really important consideration is it's not just where do you want it from a marketing perspective, but also where does it fit from the client's life perspective, right? Um, for me, it's a way of addressing those early things that are gonna overshadow any work on longer term planning stuff and then transition into financial planning once they can actually focus on it mentally.
1: okay, so should we dive into the big the big one,
0: which is <laughs> sure
1: <laughs> we we touched on this briefly, I think the last time we talked in part one so should I have a set agenda each session? Should it vary? Um, should I have a, a topic? You 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 mentioned this too. Should I have a set topic to cover, um, depending on either where they are financially or the time of the year? How do you how do you know how to structure those?
0: So the answer is yes, 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 <laughs> yes and let's talk about it It depends okay so, yeah no no how do, how do we structure it yeah so let's yeah. talk about it. so absolutely yeah you cannot go into ongoing coaching you shouldn't go into any type of coaching with a I'll figure out what we'll talk about based on having the conversation with the clients right yeah uh, this doesn't mean that a client doesn't get a say in anything right you have a first meeting where you're talking about their goals you know exactly what you're going to be talking about you know exactly the questions The client is still driving all the stuff that you're doing in that meeting based on the goals that they say right yeah and so it's you have to have a um a calendar right and that's one of the first things that i do anytime i build any service that's whether it's ongoing or one time right is build out what is going to happen in each meeting and between each meeting right Um, And if it's ongoing, what is going to happen on what schedule, right? What conversations are going to happen? Uh, So you have to have an agenda for every meeting. You have to walk in. This is what we're going to be talking about. Because if you don't, one, it makes it very difficult to actually provide value. Yeah. And two, it makes it very easy for people to question the value. Right.
1: Right. Do do you document that and share it with your clients? And what does that look like?
0: Yeah. So I have a, uh, I have annual, I have calendars for everything. It's documented in a branded brochure. Okay. And when clients say, so, you know, tell me about how this is going to work, right? Or what are we going to do? Right. Well, I, let me pull this up. I'll send this to you, right? It it becomes a part of the actual sales process. Uh, during that first meeting because it helps people to turn something from a very very ethereal hard to imagine thing to a very concrete oh this is what we're going to talk about and when we're going to talk about
1: All right so you share it during your prospecting meeting or mm-hmm. during the first coaching session
0: yeah share it during the prospecting meeting yeah yeah okay. um because again, it's a it's a really easy way to give someone something tangible yeah. grab hold of and say, "Okay, this is what I'm going to get." When you tell someone, "I'll help you with your money, I'll help you with your budget i'll I'll help you stay accountable, right? Those things are all nice things to have, but it's really hard for them to understand what am I actually getting, right, right.
1: Okay. So in my case, and I'm sure the people are like this, I'm already coaching people and I want to transition them into a ongoing. quarterly yearly, some, some kind of ongoing right. program. So in this case, I have to still develop that right? yeah. and then send it to them. Right. So it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, after the fact, cause I didn't have the program at the time. And they're, they're aware of that. They're aware that it's new. Um, So I guess I just developed that and then presented it. Like, do you recommend doing it the last coaching session or probably a few before? So you have time to think about it.
0: I would do it as early as possible. As soon as it's ready. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as you can get it to them. Um, And if you're still working on it, then let them know, say, Hey, you know, this is something that's a work in progress for me. What that means is you guys get to help shape it. So if there's something that would be beneficial for you, let me know. I'll make, I'll make modifications to it, right? You don't do this with all of your clients. You do this at this stage with these two clients, right? right? That you're looking at transitioning to ongoing, Um, you know, but that, you know, you can, you can pitch the fact that it's still being built as a benefit, right? Right. So that's, that's something that, that, yes, I would do that as soon as you possibly can, because it's going to make it a lot easier for them to understand what they're going to get and say yes to it.
1: All right. It's going to be on my top five list now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's kind of, you know, if you think of, think of go taking a cruise and they say, well, we're going to go on this cruise. We've got all sorts of social activities and all sorts of entertainment things on the cruise. gonna be a lot of fun and they tell you all this stuff but they don't tell you anything about what the social activities are and they don't (laughs) tell you what specifically the entertainment is (laughs) right right and even if it's a company that you trust you're still wondering well what percentage of those things are going to be things that I'm really going to want to do and what percentage of things are they going to be I'm just going to do them because that's what I have as an option Mm. right that
1: makes sense yeah
0: And so the more that you can give them that detail, um, a cruise is a cruise, right? But the more you can give them the detail, the more they can identify, oh, this is really going to a valuable thing for me because I really want to do that. And I really like to do that. And I really want to do that. And that seems like fun. Right. Right? So those details become really important in helping them make that decision, which is why I do it during the prospect meeting.
1: Which is probably why I don't have anybody committed to it yet. (laughs)
0: So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that's normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. got I need to get on that. Okay. So you have that conversation during your prospecting meeting. Do they commit to the transition to the ongoing program then, or do you wait until the end of the program to
0: I don't Just have a short term coaching program. Okay. Right. Okay. Hey, remember my, right. Coaching program is there to provide a service for people who aren't mentally ready yet to actually engage in long-term financial planning. As a result, they are committing to, we're gonna do this coaching stuff until <laughs> you're right. at the stage where you're ready to do the thing that you came to me for. <laughs> right. right. Um, so yeah, I absolutely have them commit upfront um i do not have any services for non clients that are budget oriented right i mean it's right so they're it's a part of a broader service and for clients i have a one time budgeting project thing for their kids right to help with their kids um but that's a service to clients not to right. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't really have a, anything that's short term, but that's because of the structure of my business, who I'm working with and why I have the coaching.
1: Okay. So, so I'm considering putting it in my contract at the beginning of saying you can transition to this program, or maybe I'd even recommend If I if I put together my program and it looks like oh this is a really solid offer I should probably put this as part of my program because the hardest part of people keeping on the budgeting is is the accountability I mean you Mm -hmm. said it and just even having those quarterly sessions makes them go in and keep on top of things yeah and so does it make sense to have that in the original contract that I have so if I have like a six month contract and then say you would then move you could move into this but you could always decide not to kind of thing where
0: so i would recommend um having a new contract okay um based on what you described because it is truly an option and okay. i imagine your attorney would also agree from the perspective of you have a lot of vagueness in the contract now right right so did they really agree to the ongoing coaching or not right Um, So I would imagine your attorney um, would probably like that better, right? Um, I also, it's also, you're going to have to change the pricing.
1: Right.
0: And I always find it easier, probably for me psychologically, more so than the clients um, to when I change pricing to make it a, in advice pay, a part of the contract. Right. So I'm sending you a new agreement. There'll be, you know, once you sign the agreement, it'll take you to the payment processing stuff. Right. Um, So it kind of makes that change in the pricing model or the, the way they're going to pay feel like it's a part of the process of the transition rather than by itself.
1: That makes sense. And you're sending that contract with the new price together.
0: So So everything's together and it's all one, one, um, one stroke of the pen for the client, right. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, uh, so for, for those reasons, I like having a new contract. Um, it also allows you during the initial sales meeting, especially if your clients are uncomfortable or you are uncomfortable with ongoing in the beginning. Right. Uh, it's, it's nice that you can tell them, Hey, look, this is a decision that you're going to make the ongoing thing in four months, right. right. Or whatever time is right. And, you know, in order to go to that, we are going to have to sign a new agreement. We're going to have to set up new payments. So this isn't something that just magically is going to happen. Right. right. And if clients are hesitant about the ongoing thing, that makes it them feel that, a lot more comfortable in doing it takes that out thing. of the equation.
1: Yeah. And they can kind of try you out too, right? To see is there, yeah. you, you you get that feeling in that first meeting, but you know, if, it, if it's a good fit or not, but you get more so of that. In fact, I was actually just talking to my husband about uh, cl- some clients that I had who to me, I was very hesitant to work with them because I just didn't get the perfect vibe. It wasn't mm-hmm. bad. It was just like, I'm not sure if this is going to work out. And they've turned out to be my favorite clients. They always show up on time. And they never reschedule and they're just, they're fantastic. So it's worked out really well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, keep in mind, I just gave advice that I don't follow. Right. But that's because (laughs) for my business, I don't have a six month program. I don't have a program. Right. So you're the answer to that, you know, just to be clear is not, that's what you absolutely should do. It's based on my business. The contract is one contract and we're done based on your business. It would be more beneficial to separate it out, and those are the types of factors you want to think about as you make that decision
1: makes sense yeah do we have we have time for one more question we one we're more. We're like right at time here. yeah, now it'll be a quick one
0: we We screwed about at the beginning a little bit with some but <laughs> we could so totally do one more
1: <laughs> all right you, you you mentioned the word pricing
0: <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Just kidding. That's uh, you know, no time. (laughs) Yes. What is the question uh, with pricing other than
1: (laughs) what considerations
0: should I think about when
1: pricing it? Is it similar to how I price my program, or is this different?
0: I mean, it should be similar, right? The considerations, um, because you're you have to consider the value to the client, you have to consider the client's needs, and you have to consider your needs. Right, with regard to your time that's being spent and and other things. Right. So there's a lot of overlap between them. You know, the it's you have to realize that the price point is going to be lower. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're giving up a bunch of time, right? But right. It is easier for people to spend a large amount of money on a one-time purchase than a large amount of money on an ongoing thing. So you need to think about how do I manage that? That's one of the reasons why I do quarterly one-hour meetings is to help manage that price point. So do you
1: spread it out
0: over the three months then? Yep. I do monthly uh, billing. Um, things happen in between the meetings where they're getting value from it. Um, and those things, those things that they're getting value from in between the meetings may help the help to justify that monthly in their mind. Right. Right. Um, at the same time, I don't want to be spending a huge amount of time on a monthly basis at the price point that would make sense for this service. So yeah. the, the stuff that's happening in between is all stuff that's automated.
1: Right? Oh. The
0: value gets to the client in an automated way.
1: It just You just made me add a new question for next time we talk. <laughs> Excellent. What is it you're doing in between those sessions? So that's that's yeah. the value, the value conversation we're going yes. to have next.
0: Absolutely. Um, so that's one of the big things with regards to the pricing. The next thing is you you want to make sure that you are... that when you're pricing it, you are looking for opportunities to spend that money on things that buy back your time. Right. Hmm. Um, the, I can price it at the level that it's at and give that monthly, those monthly or even more often than monthly, um, values to the client. And I can do all of that because I spend the money to automate it all.
1: This is so hard for financial
0: coaches, yes, to spend money. But here's the problem. So let's say that we're talking about out of a hundred dollars a month, and I'm using a hundred just that's not actually my price point, but I'm using it just to give a number to work with, right, right. So a hundred dollars a month. I could spend. So and and we're gonna say I'm gonna do an hour coaching meeting every month, every quarter rather. Okay. So I could spend out of that hundred dollars, zero dollars on anything else, and keep all of that money for myself. And I would make um, and then I have and then I have to spend, let's say. An hour and a half every month between providing those value ads, preparing for the meeting, and then spending the hour on the meeting. Right. Right. And doing all the other tracking that I have to do in yep. between. Right. Nope. That so now right. Mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so now I'm talking about uh, 4.5 hours a order. Right. right. And I made $300. So I'm getting paid $66 an hour in that right. scenario. I could also spend $25 every single month to lower my time down to an hour every month. So shave off, right? So now I'm making uh, $225 after I spent the 25, right? right. And I divide that by three. And we've got $75 an hour I make per hour I'm making, right? So I've spent money and I've right. increased my hourly rate.
1: Right. I, I love that you're using math for financial coaches.
0: <laughs> I could also spend- yeah, let's hear the next one. Right. I could also spend, um, give me one minute. Uh, I can also spend the majority of my money every single month. So, um, say $65, 65% of the, of the revenue I'm earning from these clients Okay. every single month, I'm going to spend on getting, um, systems and other technologies where I'm only spending the one hour during the client meeting,
1: just the client meeting, just
0: yeah. the client meeting. Right. And even though I'm spending the majority, two-thirds of my money, and I can go up much higher than two-thirds, by the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> but even though I'm spending two-thirds of my money go flowing out of my business to other things. Right? If I'm only meet, spending an hour in the client meeting because those softwares and those and those services and those outside things, have everything organized for me, make it so that I can just pull up the information and it's there for me. Communicates with the client automatically sends information to them when it's needed, right? All these things are all automated and all automated in a way that's customizable to the, to the individual client. Okay. I am now making $105 an hour spending two thirds of my money. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. How do you transition to that, though? See, this is, this is a whole another conversation.
0: I did. And I spent a lot of money to transition to it. Yes.
1: Yes. Because that's kind of, that's where I am. I'm spending a lot of money right now on trying to make things more efficient. So um, i am seeing that, but I'm not seeing the income side of it. So I know it's going to level off.
0: <laughs> yeah. Keep in mind, though, I spent 100% of my revenues yeah. on systems and everything else for the first multiple years of my business for the first. I mean, technically I'm still doing that.
1: Right. So that right. makes me feel better because I'm on
0: year three almost. And yeah. Yeah. So I do Right. And, and at this point, I'm having trouble finding good things to invest in. So the money's mm-hmm. just sitting there waiting for a big investment opportunity. And the investment doesn't mean, you know, the stock market drops. So I'm going to invest. <laughs> investment means right. I can invest in the business. Right. Right um but i'm still planning that way right in order to grow the business to the level that i want to get it to right and uh, but even if you're looking at taking money out of the business value your time yeah right? spend hard. money to get to buy it back i know it's hard <laughs> you also have to think you also have to keep in mind that you know this this only works when you're bringing in clients Yes. So some of that spending has to, so some of that uh, two thirds that's going to systems spend a little bit more to go to marketing, right? Right. And I'm not saying two thirds is the right number that should go to systems, right? But the more that you can have um, and ex- your expenditures in your business really address all of the major aspects of what you need for your business, the more successful that you're going to be all around, the more you'll avoid burnout and the higher hourly rate that you'll get for your business, Okay. You know, every minute that you spend going through a client's CSV file and importing it into an Excel thing that you have, all of right. that time could be spent on getting more clients.
1: Yeah, because you can hire somebody to do that
0: for you. Or just have software do it. Or have a software do it, yeah. <laughs>
1: I would love to hear more about your systems. So maybe that's another topic.
0: Yeah. So we'll we'll add that to the list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: All right. We'll see y'all later.
1: All right. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Financial Coaches Network podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Uh, It also helps iTunes and everything else know that you liked it and suggest it to other people. And if you can think of one person, a financial coach or someone aspiring to be who would connect with what we talked about today, share it with them as well.